0: Welcome to Making a Scene, an Esplanade podcast about how art gets made. In this episode, we'll be talking to two strong pillars of Indian theatre and cinema, Madam Arundhati Nag and Mr. Atul Kumar. Both these personalities have done extensive work in the areas of multilingual theatre and film in the past 30 years. They've both founded a theatre company each. Madam Arundhati Nag has founded Ranga Shankara in Bangalore and Mr. Atul Kumar runs the company theatre in Mumbai. Their experiences make them the perfect candidates for this conversation where we would like to explore theatre and its place in society in both Mumbai and Bangalore. So, hi, both of you. Hi. Hello.
1: Thank you very much for inviting us, inviting me.
0: (laughs) No, No,
2: I'm so happy, just so happy to speak to Atul, yes.
0: (laughs) Is this the first time both of you are actually um, uh, part of a conversation?
2: No, we
1: we have been uh, talking to each other, uh, for each other. Uh, we've also recently curated uh, a very prominent arts festival, the theatre section of it, together. So yeah, we yeah we go back some years.
0: Oh, so it's not the first time. Am I bad? No, no, no. This
2: is the first time we are doing uh, what do you whatever you call it, an interview, a podcast uh, right. together. Oh wow! Yes. wow. Podcast.
0: Okay. But otherwise, my
2: God, life would have been boring if I had not met Atulna.
0: So, how many years have you have you both been working together?
1: Uh, As long as the Rangshankra has been around, and I think uh, a a year before that, I met Aru. Is uh, uh, as you rightly. Put it. She's quite a prominent name in the world of theatre and cinema. And I was conducting a theatre workshop in Bangalore for very young people, and she landed up, and I had no clue where to look, what to do with her, because she had so much experience. But I was so I was absolutely floored and endeared by the fact that she she actually came uh, wanting to learn something new from from a young person, so much younger person. I'm no more young though, Uh, (laughs) and that was absolutely amazing. So that was the start of a wonderful, wonderful friendship. And um, it's it's a pleasure to do anything with her.
0: Oh, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we will start with you, uh, Arundhati Ji. How has this whole uh, COVID period been for the theatre scene in Bangalore, uh, specifically with Ranga Shankara, and uh, how are theatre artists coping in general?
2: It's not good. It's bad. It's never happened before. We don't have a very uh, abundant commercial theatre community in Bangalore. We have some commercial theatre going on in the smaller Mofusil towns. Obviously, that is hit very badly, what you call the company theatre. And what is performed here in Bangalore is the amateur theatre productions, where nobody earns money from what they do. But... all activity, all theatrical activity has stopped. So everyone is like a rabbit caught in uh, the glare of a headlight on a highway, hoping that it would open the next month and the next month and the next month. And we are already into the 10th month of the year. So it's, it's not good news because what you see on faces of actors and theater people is uh, just the result of the tyranny of uncertainty. You don't know, you don't know when you're ever going to perform and do engage in an activity which is what you define yourself with as a person. So when you're not earning money also from it, what are you earning? You're not doing it for a political reason, not for religion, not to become famous. You're just doing it for something extremely visceral and extremely innate inside you, deep inside you. And you're you're deprived of that. So that is what is going on over here is what I see because we we have a theater. We built a drama theater and uh, our theater, which was otherwise hosting 400 shows a year, has now reached the 10th month of the year with uh, seven months of closure. No shows. Wow. So... It's not it's not funny at all. Yes,
0: yes, no, absolutely. And uh, Mr. Atul, how is it uh, at at the Company Theatre in Mumbai? Because I know I was reading an article uh, recently about what the kind of work the Company Theatre is doing on the digital platforms. And there's a show even on WhatsApp. So would you like to, you know, speak a bit about it and tell me what the situation there is?
1: Yeah absolutely it's just that i i would like to go back to what aru has uh, has just mentioned um i mean the theatre fabric in our country is actually very diverse and cuts across different cultures classes um, most of our folk and classical theatre actually has suffered mostly because that's also where COVID has uh, attacked all of us in, in the worst form and there's a lot of fear and uncertainty there and a lot of people actually make their everyday living through their art there are street performers, there are religious performers, you know it's, it's become a fabric of our culture when it comes to folk and classical theatre the city theatre also has gotten very affected I'll just take the conversation I had of from where Aru mentioned. What has happened in Bombay now is that uh, we went through all this, what Aru is saying, all this uncertainty, darkness, sort of this this gloom looming uh, generally all over, plus also over the theatre community. Uh, what has happened is now, uh, recently the government announced that open air performances could restart. Now there is a directive from the central government that actually our theatres also can start by the end of this month. Although most Theatres in Bombay are afraid, you know, they don't know whether people will come and if they will come, how to uh, protect them, even though all the precautions are taken care of. uh, There is a tentativeness uh, in in, in the air. Having said that, uh, we are very fortunate uh, the Company Theatre has this space which is out in the open in the countryside. I, uh, I'm also personally someone who can't sit quietly, you know, and make use of this lockdown to maybe r- just read a book and meditate and, and, and breathe. I'm someone who's all, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, restless. So I Every new challenge just presents itself in a in, in the form of a new possibility, actually, for me. And I, I love these challenges. I remember once when Rangashankara was being made and there was this desire to go and perform there and be one of the first ones to perform in Arundhati's theater. It was still not ready. So we said we'll perform on the terrace. And, uh, you know, half finished theater, we went and actually performed. So we are, yeah, I get very excited. So... I was looking at uh, all the possibilities of, of uh, as it is, I'm very excited about new spaces uh, and not just regular prosceniums and uh, regular theater spaces and glow spaces. And and I started exploring what could be the new space. So digital world was one and uh, there's been a good three to four months of solid work with lots of actors and uh, Allied artists that has gone into it. So yeah, we are trying to create. Would you like to know what all we are yes, doing? Yes,
0: yes, please, please tell us. So, um,
1: with the help of uh, coders and uh, graphic designers, and with the help of, of course, filmmakers and you know illustrators and visual artists, and of course actors. We're trying to create a sort of a digital museum which has many rooms and thereby many spaces where different performances happen, some live, some recorded. And uh, this is a very interactive sort of interface. So audience is not passively just sitting and looking at their computers. We are trying to see if we can explore that uh, third dimension, which is neither live theater, which we cannot equate at all, and neither cinema because we can't compete with Netflix's and Amazon's. Sure. So we're trying to find that third medium is digital and which gets people involved. Uh, similar to this thing that we are exploring on WhatsApp Yeah, uh, because about 250 people can go as audience member as a, as a group, as a closed group and we can have fake identities of 10 characters and a play can roll out in the forms of memes and, and sound bites and uh, videos and of course text messages. It can be very exciting. The idea came from my own uh, Bombay Building Society which was Absolutely going nuts and crazy during the COVID lockdown, and I felt that that was the that was very dramatic. So, so <laughs> I'm I'm trying to develop that. So these are a few different uh, things we are doing.
0: So you know, um, uh, they, when when this happened in Singapore, there were two school of thoughts. One is now we are we are actors and there's we have to be purists. You know, we need a stage. It has to be this way. Um, and then the other side were people who were exploring shows. And and doing shows on Zoom, so Arundhati ji, what do you think about this new uh, theatre style of you know performing on Zoom? Uh, do you feel it is uh, conducive? Do you think that is something that can be the new normal for theatre in India? Absolutely. I mean, this
2: is like a sledgehammer event in history, right? Yes. It is going to leave its mark, and uh, I think we would be like ostriches if we did not wake up to the fact that. Uh, something is going to give, something is going to change. Hmm. Definitely. So I think understanding the medium, trying to embrace technology are going to be the way forward for us. Otherwise, we're just going to be dead meat is what I believe. And uh, at Rangashankara, I mean, though our physical space is closed, you know, during this COVID time, we had the Corona warriors coming to Rangashankara and we allowed them to use our ground floor so they were packing grains for the migrants. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, grains, essential materials, sanitary napkins. So our ground floor really became like a, a warehouse Okay. and a distribution center, a safe place. And that was when I realized that, you know, I mean, theaters, physical theaters like ours are not here just to sell tickets and have performances. Definitely, we have to have another purpose, which is of reaching out to our audiences, communicating with them, being the safe place for a locality. And uh, born from that is a new program called RS Connect, where uh, we invite people from the performing arts communities to maybe read a play or a rehearsed reading, some poetry reading in Kannada, Hindi, English. Wow. Some Atakallari, which is a contemporary dance theater uh, institution. They come and practice here one day of the week. Okay. And uh, we have uh, someone playing the flute or the violin. And all all this starts at 5.30 in the evening and gets over at 7.00. Hmm. and it's free it's free it invites it invites people from all over to just step out of their homes come to this place gain confidence that it's okay to step out wear your mask sanitize your hands and uh, these are open spaces our ground floor is an open space so RS Connect is now into its eighth week and I'm so happy because on Tuesdays we do Kannada speaking classes Wednesdays we have English speaking classes children from the slum so there's so much happening and we have pulled out the stress of money so nobody is paying money to buy a ticket and watch it the performance the artist is not paid and Ranga Shankara doesn't charge anything.
1: Wow this is fantastic Aru.
2: Yeah yeah and the Azim Premji Foundation has given us enough money to pay thousand rupees to the team that comes to perform. Wow. Which pays for their auto, you know, so they're not out of pocket, really, for auto expenses.
0: So as uh, Arundhati Ji is saying, uh, is that possible to be done in Bombay as well? Or, I mean, monetarily, how are theatres being supported then since it's been 10 months? um, If there is a theatre actor in India, you know, is it still a sustainable career? And what can communities or the government do to make sure that theatre is monetarily supported? Very tough, very tough. I mean, the you know,
2: the performing arts community is not even recognized as an industry. Yeah. So whom um, do you categorize? I mean, this is a huge dialogue. Remember, Atul Sanjana was trying to put something together. I mean, the bull that goes from house to house with that drum that goes boogoo, 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 boogoo. And he collects money. He is also a performing artist. I mean, he uh, rattles Doha's or poems or Vachana's.
0: Hmm.
2: He is also a performing artist. I mean, it's really the colonial rule that came and uh, destroyed the backbone of a fabric of the culture. Hmm. Hmm. They began to call acrobats uh, beggars. They were all put aside as beggars. Right. They were artists. So it's very difficult, I mean, to categorize a whole culture as artists and then uh, uh, subsidize their lives. I think it is more about uh, raising the quality of the life of the ordinary person, the farmer, Hmm. the menial laborer, because these are the people who are practicing that art. Also, I feel, Aru, in the the urban theatrical setup, I feel we need uh,
1: a policy we need a very strong cultural policy which includes performing arts uh, in general and theater in particular yeah uh, and we need a very serious body to be addressing it. And of course, I mean, government has, our Department of Culture has a very, very small uh, grand program. And, and then just the number of artists in this country is so huge that it actually becomes very little. And uh, one feels very, very jealous when one looks at uh, countries like England and especially Germany. Oh, my God. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> During COVID, when the prime minister of their country comes and says, "My first priority is to actually uh, raise the artist and the art and the thinking mind of the country," and that is going to save tomorrow of this guy, it's quite amazing to see that people can think like that. That's we need to uh, basically address it at the level of education. I feel uh, yeah. if, uh, if if art and in general and theatre is is systematized into uh, curriculum, I think. One can think of a of a systemic change in the future
2: Otherwise, there, are, there are some efforts now till the NCERT has brought theater into the curriculum <laughs> so, they 're grappling with it, but there is an effort there is an effort that 's been made so yeah uh, till till we have this
1: spread all over the country and and down again to our uh, B towns you know the smaller villages till then this will always be one of those. Uh, things which is not mainstream, and it'll always be a struggle. Actors are managing. I don't think uh, I have, as an actor, uh, it's been more than thirty years in 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 the performing arts. But I have always made a living through other resources. I mean, there's. I mean, I keep away from Bollywood, but I cannot uh, deny the fact that most. Most of my paychecks do come from there and I keep acting in an odd film here and there. Or I I do workshops for film actors. I also teach sometimes, just generally theater. So it's always a, a third thing that one is doing to make a living. And that's the same for all uh, theatre people, mostly in the country.
0: So uh, Atulji, specifically the company theatre in the past 10 months, you know, where are these ticketed shows online? And how how is it financially being sustained? Is it something that you are pumping back your own, you know, paychecks from these other projects and putting it in? Or you were well prepared for this COVID situation and said, if something like this happens, then we can still run the company, if you don't mind sharing?
1: No no absolutely not we we i think are coming to our back end of our, uh, of our uh, little piggy bank i think we we have no money kept aside either we are very hand to mouth from one theatre production to the next Um, we have only just started performing and we will now be monetizing whatever we were doing. Frankly, we were just grappling with the way we are right now because it's all very new. We did an open air performance when the government allowed us to perform open air. We immediately jumped to the opportunity and we performed a piece here in our artist residency. It was a promenade piece where the audience moved with the actors. And it was the first time after so many months that we actually saw the faces of other artists, all these people were spread all over the country came back and we lived together and created a piece So that was in itself just creating and you know meeting people and just like touching them was a huge thing for us it was very emotional it is a community art form and and it cannot be done unless and until you you know hug each other (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah it was i think it was uh, much more than uh, the worth of that money it was just very emotional coming together yes we are now trying to monetize it slowly but it's very, very little. It's, it's going to start with 50 rupees, 100 rupees, 200 rupees. We can't even think of our regular theatre ticket money, which we were charging earlier. And yet we, our costs will still be the same. Yeah. So we are really at that point where we are trying to discover our feet. Lots of efforts are going on all over this country in different ways. Different artists are raising money for other artists. All the more privileged people are coming together to also uh, put in money. Uh, I'm back to, again, with a begging bowl, Aru, I'm going around saying, please give me some money. I want to make a play, which earlier we could depend on our box office collection. But back we are to where we were, <laughs> where we were about 15, 20 years back. So that's where we are.
2: Well, uh, what do I say about Ranga Shankara? I think uh, we've run a very tight ship. We, we are going to be 16 years old hmm. on the 27th, Atul.
1: Knowing oh,
2: awesome. uh. <laughs> each other then. Yeah, 16 years complete. So uh, in these 16 years, I think we've run a very tight ship and put some money aside into the corpus. So we've been able to keep our staff and uh, maintain the place. Some of our staff has left because they went off to their villages. We didn't stop them. But uh, the core, core team is still with us and we are paying them their full salary. We haven't cut So uh, we had the money that we had saved. We always said it was saved for a rainy day. And so I told my auditor, it's raining now. Hmm. (laughs) The rains have come (laughs) and we we are going to have to use this money. You cannot keep it anymore. So we are eating out of savings, but that's okay because that's what savings are for. Yep. I'm, I think I have learned a, a huge, huge lesson about recognizing that uh, the devil is at the door and now you can't hold back. You just can't. You have to go out there and get whatever you can and do whatever you can. So we are uh, actually helping to produce plays that can be recorded and streamed. Okay. And uh, we've been able to find a sponsor. So we're able to spend not too much money, but at least something like three lakhs per play, which we give to the team. So then the actors get paid and the cameraman gets paid and everyone's out of jobs. So we we have made a commitment uh, to record about six plays and take a look at how this creature of streaming plays is going to help the community how uh, the play can get monetized. And whenever we open the theater, these very plays can actually perform in the auditorium also.
0: Sure, sure, sure. So uh, bringing back to Akilju, you had said how it's so emotional, you know, when you did this open-air air, theatre performance and, you know, just touching your audience members or your actors. I mean, being a stand-up comedian, uh, we've been performing on Zoom and the only time we know they're laughing is when, because we put them on mute, we just see their heads bobbing up and down, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, when when this whole COVID-19 period started, there were a lot of requests from different companies, you know, forcing us to become writers or like a creating content and being on social media. So, you know, as Arundhya ji said, lessons, what lessons would both of you would say if for future actors, directors, playwrights or, or visionaries, what lessons or advice would you give um, or how better prepared can they be for the, the coming time?
1: Two things, if I may, in uh, uh, One is really, uh, since you did mention the whole emotionality of this yes. this moment. Um, see, uh, as you probably know, we are not doing very well. I mean, it might be slightly better than yesterday, but COVID-wise and lockdown-wise and where we are vis-a-vis this virus, yes. it has put everything really on a very tentative sort of edge. And... Um, we are very aware of this looming (laughs) death uh, for the lack of better word. Mm. And uh, actors uh, connected to me are getting infected left, right and center and going back home or, you know, going to hotels to quarantine themselves. So to be talking really to be talking about future of theatre right now seems to me a little premature because we are really fighting the very very essential things mm. um, so in that context what really has been my learning experience is that uh, maybe not how but what kind of theatre we are going to make in the future and that is something that has become my preoccupation I, I really hope that a lot of privileged people and also you know people who are not not so well endowed can look at arts and theater in particular with a lot more tolerance and we can be a lot more compassionate and bring a lot more empathy and and learn to work much, much more with each other in collaborations. And I think that is the kind of uh, future I, I want to see for myself, frankly, and I, and I want to leave behind for the young ones who learn from us. And um, if tomorrow I'm working with Aru, this will be my prime focus. How has never been a real problem in India, frankly, because how was always a problem, and uh, we are all entrepreneurs. And there was no <laughs> huge legacy behind Arundhati Nag, or, or you know, she she worked right from zero to create this absolutely wonderful space. And there are many other artists who have created these spaces or have you know started from a scratch to build things by themselves. So how is really never a problem. Sure. Uh, It is this which concerns me is what we are going to do. And I hope we can actually make a difference uh, to to our whole social fabric with the kind of work that comes out now.
2: Absolutely. I agree with you, Atul. I mean, this has really made us look within ourselves. And it's a good, good slap on the head in that sense, you know, because there was some, uh, not Atul. Atul has always wanted to break barriers and always trying to do something new. Atul, I've missed you so much during this RS Connect, you know. Because I've been telling these theater bunch of kids, use the space, perform under the staircase, perform in the balconies, go around and do shows. Small, small stuff for five people. They haven't seen so much of experimentation, the youngsters. So we really need to now bring it all in. And also there is the whole issue of preserving what is there. Because these are fractures in time where a lot of things can just fall through the cracks and you will never be able to retrieve them, you know. So there is old performance practice and we have a lot of that. We have 2000 year old continuous performance practice like Pudiatam exists in India, doesn't exist anywhere else in the world that needs to be preserved. And we have to make sure that those masters don't just disappear.
0: Hmm.
2: While there are new ways of, Uh, exploring the art of storytelling there are extremely old ways also so I think it's a very difficult balance that we are all going to have to keep Hmm. because the generation that I'm much older than Atul but uh, our generation has experienced the past in ample measure and uh, we we at least recognize some indicators coming because of this fracture. We recognize that something is going to give and something has to change. So then people like us become like bridges. Right. We're going to have to put our bodies there if need be and create the bridge for the next generation to walk over.
0: So, you know, a lot of artists around the world, uh, they got onto social media, right? And uh, um, I want to ask, are any of you on social media? I mean, some of them were making Delgona coffee or like making banana bread and trying different things. Is there anything that both of you try to experiment with as, uh, you know, as human beings, as artists, as, you know, of course, sometimes we all felt funny doing TikTok videos. Um, Of course, now TikTok is banned in India. But is there something you felt that you did during these COVID-19 times that felt a bit odd because it didn't match your personality? But you did it anyway.
1: I cooked uh, immense amounts. I, I live in Bombay, but I'm basically from Delhi, and uh, I don't have both my parents, so I missed their cuisine. So I went back to that uh, and started making all kinds of things which I never thought I will ever, ever, ever make. Okay, uh, Aru, you'll be surprised. But uh, <laughs> from scratch, I learned how to make chola bhaturas. I made roshagulas at home. And, I and vada Bows and kothimbir vadis and, and what not. Wow, wow. So you could be a yeah. chef
0: or do a own cooking theatre show in the future.
1: <laughs> so one thing is clear, if theatre is not going to work out, I'm going to open a restaurant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I always knew that. I, I, I love cooking. Cooking is like meditation for me. Yeah. So I've always known that if everything fails, maybe I can open one chota thela and sell chicken white and pow and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did anything new because Rangashankara has been in this its survival mode for very, very long.
0: Yeah.
2: And now uh, to keep the institutional memory alive, I had to kind of just be here and keep the cheer. So in the middle of this, the most severe lockdown, yeah. we were taking police permissions and coming to the theater, and we, uh, keeping the morale of the staff up, cleaning the place. The place is ready to start tomorrow. It's always been like that. So we, we, I have been, it's been work for me actually. Much more, much more work than before. Yeah, that's
1: this keeping up the morale thing that Aru's talking about has been really. A huge preoccupation with a lot of theater people. If I may just add, the company theater became very aware of a lot of artists from cities. You know, they left and went back to their uh, homes in yes. uh, towns and other cities. So a lot of them left, and suddenly Bombay was empty because Bombay has so many actors and yes. performers from all over the country. And suddenly they were all back, and they had nothing to do back home. They had fought with their parents, families, and come to Bombay. Wow. <laughs> theater or be in films and there they were you know back to square one and it was very depressing for a lot of them and then suddenly there was this uh, you know feeling of uh, depression setting in and then there were incidents of suicide and and attempted suicides and you know what was happening in Bollywood recently so all that was going on so we quickly realized that one thing we need to do is is engage as many artists artists as possible uh, so that 's also why I started doing digital work. Uh, one of my, we are making this thing into a digital museum, as I said in the beginning uh, actually uses fifty actors mm. and so fifty people from around the country were rehearsing with me, constantly researching and creating work, so they were engaged and they felt a purpose. I was also teaching at National School of Drama at the same time, and the students had gone back home. I continued teaching the second year and kept giving them exercises to do and and things to create. So they sort of forgot, (laughs) in a way, a larger sort of gloomy reality that was around and got involved. Another very wonderful thing, I requested 15 young filmmakers to pick up 15 theater scripts, and make uh, films on theater plays no. and cast only theater actors in it. So <laughs> they actually engaged more than 120 actors and made these 15 films. And three of them have actually made two big festivals now. And it was launched as theater film theater festival on our website and okay. uh, other social media. So we kept doing this whole engaging everyone as much as possible during this period.
0: Sure. the is mental health also affected in Bangalore and with artists specifically? Bangalore, see, Bangalore, we have a lot of these
2: youngsters uh, who have uh, chosen to give up their jobs with the ITBT industry and actually embrace theatre. And now suddenly theatre, there's hardly any work. So uh, from Rangashankara, what I've also been trying to do is I've got uh, the uh, IT industry big wigs to part with some money, which we are making available to uh, these youngsters to go and help theatre groups archive their uh, history. You see, so uh, a group that has been around for 50 years, they all their stuff, India, nobody has a sense of archiving.
0: Yeah. So okay. We,
2: okay. we are helping the group by... Uh, getting them people to archive their stuff. And these young boys, we've taught them the basic skills. They're also employed. You know, so this is like a win-win for both sides. It's not in large numbers, but around eight young engineers are currently digitizing material for theater groups in Bangalore. Wow. I think for institutions, we will have to kind of it become extremely innovative and try to think of ways in which one can do stuff and
0: uh, also keep people engaged and employed. Sure. So this brings me to a question that I want to ask both of you. Have you had the power to change something in theatre at this moment? Um you know what could be done better maybe three things you would do differently or if you could completely change uh the scene of theater in in india somehow or even mumbai or Bangalore. what is the one thing you would change or change for the better of course
1: i think i would uh, first and foremost work on myself hmm. and really really truthfully go go inside myself and uh change my change myself Uh, how so as I said earlier uh, I really think I need to direct my work uh, with a lot more empathy and I think I have been for the last two decades been too involved in, in just pleasing myself I know I'm being a little dramatic here but it's also the truth I think I'm a little more aware of people around me Uh, really starting from my own daughters and my own family to my larger family of theater and then my city, my country, and then what's happening in the world. So it's just that awareness has become very acute uh, as to what is happening in different (laughs) different places around me and how my work can actually be transformative. Uh, That's really the tricky word that how can it become transformative for maximum number of people, um, that that I think will be my one big uh, change that I want to bring, and I think if I want to bring change in anyone, anything, or theatre per se, these are bigger words. I think I should just first start changing myself.
0: Hmm. Thank you so much for being honest. And how about yourself, Arundhati Ji?
2: I am uh, very greedy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good. It's good to be greedy at times. Yep. Yeah,
2: greedy for theatre. Really, I want. Uh, Uh, every small town in the country to have a good center which can then host people like Atul going there and actually helping to create work, create work out of what is there in those geographies. You know, so it's not only about seeing uh, plays from abroad or seeing Bombay theater, yeah. It's really about creating, creating theatre in their geography, in their cultural milieu. Not make them feel smaller. Hmm. There is so much, so much talking down that happens in our country. Yeah. And if we're, if we, especially, I like Atul. I'm also an urban creature, born in Delhi, brought up in Bombay. Builds a very uh, modern, urban, western kind of a theatre in Bangalore. And runs it successfully. But uh, one realizes that this has the good that has come out of say Ranga Shankara that has to transfer to the smaller towns. It's Hmm. not about having theaters in Bombay and Delhi and Chennai and Bangalore. Hmm. We really need to make them so self-sufficient that a boy grow or a girl in their teens, growing up in uh, Muzaffarnagar, need yeah. not Need not think that I will Bombay. Yeah, yeah. You know, we
0: Because have they, they all do make their way, you know, uh, to to Bombay because it, it, they just feel that there are better prospects there. So a lot of they artists... Do, they do, yeah. but you see, it's it's with so many
2: challenges, so much diffidence, such a uh, the dice is rigged yeah. for yeah. you to not go. It's only when you eject yourself out of a system like that, that you stake everything of yours and you come to Bombay. And I think that we need to have some kind like a policy. A shift has to come in industry and government, both to realize that if you lose your art, you lose your indigenous art, you lose your right hand, you lose an extremely important component of your being, of your DNA, of the actual footprint of a society, of a nation Hmm. and we have no business to lose that, we have no business to lose the creative capacities that our people have, which are
0: embedded in our language, in our craft, in our folk, in our food. I just like to ask you, Atulji, if there's one classic that you would like to stage or perform in once, you know, COVID is done, which one would you like to bring back or any art form that you like to bring back?
1: I would, I'm I'm actually right now reading uh, uh, the Mahabharata uh, and uh, I'm reading different versions and uh, I'm madly in love with Peter Brook's Jean-Claude Carrier's version of the piece, which I saw like 500 years back, okay. I have the book with me and I'm reading it. And I'm hoping that in 2021, I should be able to at least give it one year of uh, research, work, practice and rehearsals uh, to be able to create uh, my rend- rendition of it. It's <laughs> It's been a big dream since many years, but I think now's the time. This is one thing I I, I would like to do, but this is the so-called the mainstream uh, work that I do. So in in that realm, that is the one I want to do.
0: Arundhati ji are you uh, are you a better actor director playwright visionary what where do you think you find the most pleasure in the arts hmm. well while I uh, think I'm a uh,
2: okay actress a better actress than many mm-hmm. uh, I think acting was what brought me into the field of arts acting is what introduced me to theater introduced me to a way of life, gave meaning to my life, everything happened through acting. Yeah. And this the, the power of actually becoming someone else, the power of uh, imagining somebody else's life, I think those, those are the fascinating things about being an actor. And for very long, I did not have brains enough to think of anything else. I just had this, I'm not trained, you see, I'm just somebody who hits the floor running. Sure. Yep and uh, i seemed to be good at it and then i was lucky to get a lot of good gurus who taught me
0: yep.
2: i got good roles sure i was lucky and uh, i learned a lot because i got to work in the marathi gujarati hindi theater i am i have a flair for languages and i got to see commercial theater i got to see the amateur theater sure and now for the last 40 years i've been doing kannada theater so uh, predominantly recognized in the field of theater as an actor yeah and that energy just changed when uh, i set about to build a theater in memory of my late husband who was also a theater person that whole energy changed and in the last uh, i can say 20 years that i've been working for ranga shankara to happen i feel this is yet another high it's it's like serendipity Hitting you between the eyes every time and you realize that theater has a larger purpose. Yeah, so I believe that theater is uh, therapeutic, right? Yeah. And we have been deprived of that. Sure. So uh, what we have done in our RS Connect program is I have a very senior psychiatrist friend working in uh, NIMHANS, which is the National Institute of Mental Health and Sciences.
0: Sure.
2: And... uh, he comes every sunday to rangashankara and for one hour he talks about well being sure with people with our audiences right and right. you have to see the way people are opening out you know it's mm-hmm. not like asking uh, uh, for psychiatric help sure. but really to to recognize indicators of stress Hmm, To recognize hmm, that hmm. everybody's life has changed, marriages have changed, relationships with older people in the houses have changed, you might have lost your job or your job salary might be cut. So much has changed and uh, everybody is expected to behave normally. So, we are looking at our physical theater space as a space for Hmm, hmm, hmm. well-being. What is a psychiatrist doing in a theater then?
0: Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's like using uh, theatre as a therapy. And uh, uh, I'd like to thank you uh, for speaking to us. I um, thank you so much, Mr. Atul and uh, Madam Arundhati Nagji for speaking to Esplanade, for making a scene, uh, theatre and its place in society in Mumbai and Bangalore. Thank you so much for speaking to us. And we look forward to having you in Singapore soon. Making a Scene is produced by Esplanade, Thetis on the Bay, Singapore's National Performing Arts Centre. Look out for more episodes of Making a Scene at esplanade.com slash offstage and on Spotify and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more inspiring conversations with art makers.